Hey everybody, welcome back to the Beers from Last Night podcast. My name is Chris Woodard and I'm joined by a special guest tonight. Hey everybody, it's True. Glad to be here. Awesome. I'm uh, super glad you were able to come out and join us uh, tonight. This is something we've been talking about for a while now. Long overdue. Long overdue. You know, maybe due to uh, social distancing, <laughs> whatnot, I don't really know. Uh, but I'm glad we we're finally able to get it together, and I uh, appreciate you joining me tonight. Like I said, I'm glad to be here, man. Um, tonight, we are going to be drinking uh, a, a beer called Group Therapy. Um, this is a Bissell Brothers beer that I kind of got the hookup on. Uh, I talked to you about the label a little bit, but um, <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> so this is uh, this is an interesting story. It's so top secret, y'all. It's top secret. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got some of the reserve. I got a little bit of the uh, the company batch. I think it was before they were officially done with it or officially had it uh, ready to go and labeled. Um, but this is from Bissell Brothers, specifically the Three Rivers Milo uh, Brewery. Uh, this is a Saison. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Belgians or the Saison. No, okay. About to find out. About to find out. Um, yeah, it's a pretty... I anticipated it would be a pretty easy drinker. Um, but yeah, so, so this beer was kind of given to me as a consolation prize for not having something else that I had ordered, and uh, those guys up there always treat me really well, so I appreciate the, the uh, bottle of group therapy, and uh, I'm sure we're going to enjoy it. It's a big boy bottle, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. It's a little excited. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I have that effect on things from time to time. So. <laughs> oh no, true. What did you do? <laughs> oh damn it! I think we just gotta get it over with. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably picked that up on the mic, but the thing exploded all over my desk. <laughs> it is what it is. Whoa! I did not see that color coming either. Uh, looks taste. Smells good. Yeah. I'm excited. It's super, well, obviously, super carbonated. You know, pour it yourself or I can pour it. Just pour, pour, pour. Mine sounds like a science experiment over there. <laughs> Look at that. It's crazy, man. It sounds like a small private jet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to be super sticky after this. So, True and I uh, know each other from work. We used to work together. Um, we haven't worked together for, what, about like six months now or so? Uh, yeah, I left in September. Oh, okay, so even longer than six months. I don't know, man, time flies. Like we said, it does. we were just talking about how, you know, a quarter of a year has gone by and we've just been living this weird-ass life we live right now. For real. Um, but I think the last time I saw you was... Pretty much like right when everything started. I believe or, so. Right, right before everything got started to get weird, but yeah. but a few months ago anyway. Um, what's what's been up with your life since then? Like, how has uh, all the COVID stuff affected your life? 
I'm not even gonna hold you. The worst part has been the gym being closed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, I can try to sugarcoat it and say a bunch of other introspective things, but it's really been that. Yeah. Um. But honestly, the gym being closed because it's the place that I go to. I think to get away from everything. So yep. now having to deal with this and not having that escape. Right. That was tough mentally. Um. I like. I'm not really a people person, you know that. Like, yeah. I I talk to like working with me, you know. We have our conversations. I got along with everybody pretty right. well, but I wouldn't say that you know, like I didn't make it a habit to just be kind of no. like, to talk to everyone. Right, right, right. And so, but what I did figure out that I missed is just the people energy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, just the human shit, contact. Yeah, like yeah. I love my family. Right. Don't get me wrong, and I know I'm not the first person to say this. And if you are listening, B, I love you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> nah, you honestly, you get tired of seeing the same people at, overall. I'm at like, at, I mean, time to time to time to time to time you wake up, it's, I mean, you run out of things to do. Yep. And so then you start trying to seclude yourself. You're bored. Yeah. That doesn't help. Right. And so it's a good thing. I think I had other vices. Like, I like to write. Right. I, I like to read. Yeah. So those things like that kind of ate up some of the time. Yeah. You can go out and take a walk or run. But it was the gym mostly. Right. I mean, even if you're not, <clears throat> even if you're not interacting with people at the gym, like, I don't know. It's, I don't go to the gym nearly as much as you do. Um, but it, it's like a weird thing to me to like interact directly with other people at the gym. But like, like you said, kind of like the people energy, just being able to see other people and just the flow of people moving around and whatever. I feel like that would, would make a big difference. Yeah, it's like, I tell people like I did it a lot of times. They like like you're such a serious lifter, and you like you yep. you know what I mean you are really pretty much disciplined with what you do. Why do you go to Planet Fitness? Right. And I'm like the draw I get from Planet Fitness that I won't get from other gyms is exactly that. It's a lot of people like every not everybody's doing their thing. Like some people right. really are there just BSing. Yep. And to each his own. Like at least I figure they're out there trying. But what yep. you get from Planet Fitness you don't get from other gyms is. You go to like you go to your gold sometimes, or yep. you or USA or whatever it is. Now, you go there, and it's a lot of people they're working, but they're talking, or you know, like there's just not as many people as Planet Fitness either. But so I figure I go there, and I can right. get motivation from someone. There's exactly. somebody who's probably not on a level. They're just starting out, but they're working hard. Exactly. And that kind of inspires you. So when I say okay. people energy, that's really what I'm talking about. It's not so much more okay. really like the talking to people. Like if I know a lot of people I've been going there practically since I moved back. Yeah. And so people talk to me and like they want advice or they just want to figure out how your day is going, how things been. But mostly it's just that that activity energy that you miss. That makes a lot of sense in that and that answers a lot of questions for me too um because i so I, I was golfing with my brother earlier right and my brother and i used to go to planet fitness a lot back in the day and um i was i was telling him that i was going to be recording with you tonight and i was like yeah you you definitely recognize this guy um he you know he goes to planet fitness he was going when we were going all the time and whatever and he's like, he's not that super fucking jacked guy, is he? And I was like, uh, yes, actually, that is yeah, that is who you're thinking of. Yep. Um, so yeah, and and you know, I kind of said the same thing to him. I was like, I don't, I don't really know why, but it it does make a lot of sense now. It's uh, 
I mean, like, and realistically, like I tell people, sometimes I, I can stop into the wild, like, on a chance day. If I really want to lift heavy, yep. I can do that. Yeah. So I can break off from my normal place of business, I like to call it, yeah. sometimes and go, you know what I mean, and do serious lifting. But, I mean, to answer everybody's question, that's pretty much why I feel like there's more people energy okay. at Planet Fitness. Yeah. And it might not be, you. I mean, everybody may not be in the greatest of shape. Right. And everybody might not know what they're doing, but I figure. But you see more people trying, yep. and like that's that's where the inspiration comes. Because I was there once, so I know what it's like, you know. And I, I don't know. It's hard to. I mean, I get the question often, bet, so yeah. it's not a. But now, now that you now that you talk about the people energy thing, it definitely makes more sense. I just figured you probably fucking maxed out everything there already, <laughs> but you can always yeah. do more reps. Yeah, you can. I mean, and it's, that's the other thing, too. Like, I tell people, you could probably drop me in a junkyard yeah. and I'd figure something out. Exactly. And that's what I do. I mean, and that's a lot of what my routine kind of pertains to. It's like, it's kind of like thinking outside the box. Yeah. I'll do things that you won't see other people doing that plenty. And they're like, well, why? And it's like, like you said, because you kind of plateau at some point. So if you only use what they offer you. Yeah you'll just be stuck. So right, I right, just, right. I, I kind of make the most, and I mean, I'll be, I'm still not benching 500 pounds no. either, so there's always right. room yeah. for growth. There's some machines you just don't touch, that, I mean, for me anyway, but right. most, I mean, for the most part, if I get to something, I just kind of, I'll look at it, I'll get home, and I'll just think, like, really, my the wheels are always turning. I'm like, well, if I do this this way on this machine, I can target a different muscle group. Right. And so it kind of keeps it new for me. Right, you know, right, right. Just, just thinking outside the box. And I guess people could do that at any gym. Yep. But I think at a place like Planet Fitness where, like I said, where your options are kind of few, a lot of it's kind of tailored to the beginner. You can kind of just, you can tweak it and you can make it something that nobody ever thought of. And that's, right. you know what I mean? It's just a whole new revolutionary yeah. workout for you. I mean, find a, finding a way for muscle confusion is... Is just That's the same the as as you know doing something equally as difficult as, as your other your other norms. That's the number one. So. Like you you hit the you hit the nail on the head with that one. The muscle confusion, man. As long as you can trick your body into into thinking something is right. new, yeah. you're always on a level. You yep. know what I mean? Like or leveling up, I should say. But it's I mean it's fun, man. I miss it. I'm, they say Monday, so That's awesome, I'll probably. Man. Uh, if it's 12 a.m. Monday, I might be there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can definitely tell you're itching to get back into it. So, so this is a uh, I think we started to say this, but man, this is not ex at all what I expected anyway uh, no, to see not. see out of this beer. It's a uh, it's like ruby red, man. Yeah, it has a definitely an interesting hue it's like something I had before but doesn't taste like anything I've ever tasted so like it looks like something you've had yeah yeah, yeah. Just, um, I think it, think one time maybe down at the sea though yep they had this it was like a raspberry ale. okay yeah. probably one of the best things I tasted in my really? life and it's, it has that same hue that, that definitely makes a lot of sense that it would be like a like a berry in, uh, influenced uh, beer because I was thinking you know maybe not quite that color but like a blueberry might be a similar color too yeah um, I still haven't taken a taste yet it's very like 
It's very strong. It's a very strong smell. I'm probably five sips ahead of them, guys. Yeah, that's all right. We got more. We got a big boy bottle. It's, it smells like a little bit of like wine flavor yeah, going on. A little bit of wine barrel stuff going on. It has that. Now that you mention it, it has the look and the smell, and pretty much somewhat the taste. Honestly, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I haven't taken my first sip here. It's like. So the style is Saison, which is why I was confused by the color. Saison, for me, is like a pretty easy flavor to pick up. It's got that like bready kind of uh, Belgian flavor to it. Mm -hmm. But this, um, of course, like a lot of the beers in uh, Milo, barrel aged, it's, uh, I think they've been working on this one for two years. This one's been hanging out for two years. So a lot of work into this beer. More patience than I have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got that, like, uh, tart, like, tangy, you know, fruitful bite at the end. Yeah, that was pretty much what I was getting. Like, your first initial sip, for me, it's almost like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, it's like spices. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, like... On the nose. Yeah. Yep. And then afterwards, it's, there's a little, there's a little tang to it on the way down, but it's definitely different. More, it's different, like... Peculiar, really, like di- way different than anything else that I've ever tasted. Yeah, so, it's <clears throat> like I'm not really a beer guy anyway, so to speak. But right. like, like I do dabble here and there. But. Yeah, but like to your point, it's it, it's not something that you would necessarily find. You wouldn't just like yeah. accidentally find this and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get yeah, that. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like I don't I know. I don't think I, so. It's definitely it's it's unique. I don't I don't do that as much as I probably should, but like I think it's fun to do something like that and just go like I don't know if I'm gonna like that at all, but let's get it. Let's try it. I don't know. I am more like I drink more cognacs, yep. um rum, mm-hmm. vodkas. I'm more apt to do that with those type of things. Like I just stopped into Damon's the other day and I just yep. got two bottles of some things that I never had never before, happened. you know, and it's just like, uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm a drinker, so I'll figure something out one way. I'm, I'll yep. mix it. I'll make a cocktail if I don't like it straight up. Yep. So, and this kind of is along, like, it's one of those things I feel like you do the same way. Like, you just have to take a shot. Yeah. You figure it out. I mean, you take a loss, you take a loss. It's it's not the end of the world. It's just one beer, you know? I tell people, drink is drink. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a loss. It's going to be it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it may not be great, but the end result's going to be fine. Ooh. Don't worry about it. That's funny. So, um, you are originally from New York, right? Yep. Did you, how long, how long has it been since you lived in New York? Interesting story, right? Okay. When you really break it down, so I'll just start from the beginning. I first came out here in 2000. Okay. 2002. 2002. Um, So I was here till 2010. I went home briefly for two years. Yep. Came back, and I've been here ever since. So when you break it all down, when you really do the math, I've practically lived in Maine as long as I've lived in New York, which... Didn't dawn yeah. on me until a, a like a, a wow. like a, like a like a year ago. I was sitting there and I was thinking oh about it, God. and I was like, because I was looking at old pictures. That's what really made me think about it, like a picture of me and May. And I was right. like, man, I look so young. Like right. I was skinnier, yeah. just 
just look youthful. I still had my braids. And I'm sure. like, man, I was young. And I'm like, then the, I, I broke the date down. I was like, oh, I was like 22. Right. And I'm like, well, I moved here when I was 20. 2021. Yeah. So I'm like, then I like I'm thinking about it. You know, what I mean, current time. I'm like, holy crap! That's crazy. I've almost been here for 20 years. Dude. I mean, give or take the two that I left. Right. So it's, oh my god, that just blew really my amazing. mind. For the third time, we bring up how time flies. It, it is nuts. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it blows. It blows my mind too. Like even saying it now, it still seems it's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah, man. I I don't know. Like I'm. I understand what year it is, and I understand how old I am. I just had a birthday. I just turned 30. Uh, two days before my 30th birthday, I found my first gray hair. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then that night, I get hit by a horseshoe in my shin, and I'm just fucking like hobbling around for the I last week. I was wondering like, what that picture on oh, Instagram yeah. was. I was like, why is it like, are we supposed to tell something from his socks? Like, oh, I, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I got smoked by a horseshoe, and uh, yeah, and like, if it wasn't bad enough that I found a gray hair and I turned 30, then I'm fucking hobbling around for, like, a week and a half. Um, oh. But, yeah, like, how crazy is it to think that 2002 was fucking 18 years ago? 18 years ago. Nuts. So then you, to piggyback condo for you, it's like, so I had this grand New York birthday party planned because this was pretty much like a milestone birthday for me, for 40 year. in yeah. April. right. And then all this happens. I mean, literally, they start closing everything down two weeks before my party. Right before, like, yeah. I could, like I could, like I, I knew it was coming. I was like, please, yeah, just give me the, just give me a month, just let me get the party out the way. And it like, I'd be remiss if I told you I, I'm over it because I'm not like it really still sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Like, and I, I just had a friend of mine ask me like, are you still gonna try to do something? I'm like the. The buzz, just the same buzz isn't there. Gone, so I yeah. could do it. Right. I just don't know that it's going to have the same flair. Exactly. But it's amazing how many things like that and how many different ways this whole quarantine. I don't want to try to water it down that much because people have lost their, lost their lives. So yeah, me exactly. losing my party, I guess, is small bean for some people. But it's right. just... It's amazing in how many ways this affects you and in how many ways it makes you think and how many ways it makes you more appreciative of Absolutely. some of the things you would have cared less about right. three months ago. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just going back to what we were talking about earlier with you know your small interactions, your small daily interactions that you don't even really think about. Like, those do make an impact on your life. So, you know, things like that, things like, you know, sports not happening, things like travel not being able to really happen for you to be able to go back home and businesses you like to go to, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's amazing, just like you said. So the, the small people interactions, I go to the grocery store. This is probably like a month or so ago. And I get everything I get. I get up to the, I get up to the counter. And when I get there, I see this girl that goes to the gym with me. I'm excited like I just saw a superstar. Like, and it's not because it's a girl, you know what I mean? It's like, it's because it's somebody from the gym. That. Like, yeah. oh, snap. So, you know what I mean? Like, you can see the, like, the excitement in both of our eyes. It's like, oh, holy crap, people. Somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, somebody yeah. else. And so you're having this whole big conversation, and it's not really about anything at all. Right. You're just having a conversation to talk, really. I just got to like, puke out some thoughts yeah, right now. Yeah, just stuff. So <laughs> walking away, I probably, she probably was thinking like, man, 
he doesn't sound half as cool as he looks at the gym, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. No, no, but tempered expectations, you know, quarantine, yeah. whatever. No, that's, I don't know, it, it is good, and it, it does feel good to have those sorts of interactions, you know, one like you and I are having right now, too, because um, they're just, they're just not there right now. Um, you can't, you can't go to a bar and have a conversation with the person next to you, but like, um, my buddy Paul, uh, who's on the podcast regularly, put it a few weeks ago. This is this is exactly what I want that this podcast to be, is having a having a drink with, you know, a friend at a bar. Absolutely. But in my studio. And I guess the intimacy of this is, you don't really get this kind of conversation at the bar. You wind up talking about everything except this stuff. Right. You're, you're talking about sports yep. or something Just, that you're unhappy about in life right. in general. So, you know, like, this is a good mix. It's kind of therapeutic. I yep. guess the best word that I can use. I hope so. I hope, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's easier, too, because we have, you know, rapport and everything like that. But uh, it's nice to just be able to have somebody over, have a drink, and, and just, I don't know. It kind of let loose, you know what I mean? Just mellow out. Like, I feel Absolutely. like I feel like this space is kind of just like, come in here and just forget about whatever else is going on outside this room, you know what I mean? And that's what we all need. So you gotta Absolutely. find it some way, somehow. And so, to everybody out there, I hope you, like, with, with the time, yeah. I hope you're finding that some way, somehow, just a place to just go and just be. Yeah. If it means sitting by the waterfront or right. laying in a hammock, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Sitting in your car, going for a drive, yeah. whatever it is, we all do need this just to kind of start working our way back to some normalcy and just feeling normal, feeling like people again. Because everything, had, for a while, it just kind of got robotic. Really. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> Very impersonal and everything like that. But do you see what I just did there, True? Remember what this beer is called? Group therapy. <laughs> right? <laughs> did I fucking nail it or what? You did. <laughs> no, and it's a good beer too. Like I, I'm not I'm not upset about any of it. Um, alright, so from New York, been in Maine almost twenty years. Uh so you were barely of age when you were living in New York then. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't remember much about like uh beer scene going on down there. Another interesting twist. All right, here we go. I really didn't know that much about alcohol in general because I didn't really start drinking until I was about 20 years old. Okay. People never believe it, but and I used to get crap from my friends all the time. Like, they'd be out, I mean, this, probably when I was 16 or better. They're like, come on, man, have a drink. I'm like, nah, I, w- I thought I was going to be an athlete. Yeah, like, I, right. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be playing basketball hey, great, or though. football or something. So it was right. just like, never smoked. And I did, and I wouldn't drink. And then it was one time I wound up. My brother moved out of state. My older brother, and he had came back. It was a block party in the neighborhood. Um, he comes and he has Tango Ray. Nice, right? And um, <laughs> not nice. I, mean, I was gonna say, how did that go? <laughs> That sounds not like nice. a shit show. Oh my goodness! So you know, I'm just happy. I'm with my big brother. He's back. Yeah. Right. He like, yo, we gonna have a drink. Gives me a cup. Yeah. Put a tangerine. Give me some orange juice. Don't drink it too fast. Whatever. 
I'm grown. I can do this. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. burned so bad. It was almost like drinking liquid drywall or something like oh, that. Oh, just like from the beginning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. For me anyway. Yeah. And it was like, so I was like the, like I was the butt of the jokes for the rest of the night. But, That's funny. You know what I mean? So honestly, like I, I hadn't started drinking until, you know what I mean, until I got closer to adult age. And... I hadn't had my first beer probably until I was about 25, so I had lived here already. Wow. So years had passed, and I think I was at a party, and we just ran out of alcohol. Yeah. Beer was Whatever's left. left. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, ah, I'll take it. What was it, like Bud, Bud Light or something like that? You remember Corona, what it was? Corona? All right. Yeah. Okay, I can respect that. I like and Corona. So, you know, like, every now and then, like I said, I'm not heavy in the beer. Like, some right. of the ones I've had, like, uh, uh, you can usually find a case of Corona in my yeah. fridge or... Uh, my girl likes the Angry Orchards. She's mm-hmm. in the cider, so we'll do the ciders. Um, there was one she got from this place in Boston. It's Ace Pineapple Cider. Wow. It's pretty good. We haven't had a... Actually, I wonder why we stopped doing that, but that's another story. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, like, I'm mostly a cider. Like, I've had mostly ciders, but yep. I've, you know I mean, your generic beers. I've I probably yeah. had Heineken once or twice. Um, sure. Some of the IPAs. Okay. But not nothing, nothing too crazy yeah, off the wall. All right, so this is like a total just yeah, off this the wall probably, option. Yeah, this okay. is probably the most far right that I've been as far as beers going, but I'm not mad. So uh, like, you, you, it's decent? Yeah. I think like it's it. decent. Like, like it. this isn't really like usually my thing. Like I'm not usually too much into the barrel age stuff. Um, and I'm perfectly happy with it. I, I mean, it looks like I wouldn't be happy with it, but I am. No, it's fine. And like, I don't know. It's not super heavy either, so it's pretty warm um, in here right now. I got the window open, but it's not really cooling down too fast. It has a. It has like a. It's, it's, it's casual. Yeah. You know I mean, something that That's you wouldn't mind, you know, coming back, coming from work or yeah. after a long day, just pouring yourself a glass and kind of kicking your feet up and sipping on it for the night. Yeah, exactly. It has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it's not like so, I don't know, overwhelming flavor-wise or, or body-wise that, you know, you couldn't have a couple. Um, I don't know, I think you'd... I forget the ABV on it, but I think you'd probably be pretty well on your way if you drank the whole bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I was going to... Uh, <clears throat> I was going to... The reason I've been asking about those sorts of things is I kind of want to tie it into current events and kind of go down like this this rabbit hole like twist and turn of things like kind of like what you've been, you've been talking about here well funny story well right so when i was writing about beer um professionally one of the first articles that got published at my website was um it was an interview with run the jewels right i just downloaded their last album oh you did yeah. right so the reason that Run the Jewels was a feature on this beer website is because Innerboro, um, who I think is out of Brooklyn, um, they do collaboration beers with Run the Jewels. So I I don't know I couldn't name one off the top of my head because we can get so little Innerboro stuff up here um, that I've never had one, but I have had some Innerboro stuff. Innerboro does collabs with uh, with Run the Jewels. And so October at the site I was writing for wanted to kind of get some insight on all that. I start writing for the site. Boom. Run the Jewels is featured on this brand new site. 
brand new site that I, you know, basically helped get off the ground. Killer Mike, obviously. If anybody's not seen what Killer Mike uh, said in his speech uh, recently, you should probably check that out. Yeah, I would. Um, I was, it was pretty awesome, man. He fucking nailed it. I think. I don't know. You know, there's so many different interpretations of everything that's going on right now. Um, and people get defensive on one way or another, but I feel like he encompassed everything that needs to kind of be encompassed. I would have to agree. He has a, he has a delicate way of putting things. I think kind of like everybody has something to say for the most part. I guess we could agree to say that it's his delivery. I think makes it kind of hard to disagree with what he's saying. Like, yeah. I could take it a step further. He also went on. Um, I I don't really watch a lot of the sports talk shows, but he was on Shannon Sharp's yep. little show with um, Skip Bayless. Yeah, and um, he he was touching on some some topics there. And the way, like, I had... The topic that they were talking about, I couldn't... You couldn't pay me to remember it right now. But the topic they were talking about was one that I had thought of before, but never in a way that he went about, you know what I mean, pretty much laying it out. Yeah. And so he he does have this... It's just kind of dynamic, but it's gentle. It's like you don't... I don't... I feel like regardless to what side you're on, you walk away from it kind of feeling... Kind of feeling like there was a revelation of some sort, exactly, one yeah. way or the other. Like you either it either opens your mind up to something yep. new, or it made you realize you just don't know as much as you thought you did. Right. One of the, you know what I mean. And so, but not in a I feel dumb type of way. Just like right. man, now I want to know more. Right. <clears throat> well, like I, I think, I think my interpretation, and it's it's hard to it's hard to really put into words. But like he's he's delicate but emotional about it. True. You know? Like he not emotional in the way where like he's explosive or angry, but like, you know, clearly passionate. I th- like a lot of his passion too, from one of the topics he talked of, I think as far as far as the law enforcement aspect goes, because he had family exactly. in that line of right. work. And so I think that's where the emotion came yeah. from. And then a lot of his He's a Georgia guy. Right. You know, I mean, he's he's in the heart of a lot of, you know what I mean, in the thick of a lot of what is being discussed right now. So if anybody knows, he knows. Like, I'm from New York, and I know. Yeah. You know, but the further south you go, yeah, and you're a person of color, you know. Yeah. You know, and so he just has, I think it, it, it just kind of touched him differently, I think, than a lot of other people that I've heard speak like I feel like a lot of the more poignant speech speeches or the the more the ones you said like emotional have come from people from more southern like yep. places of origin right and I understand why absolutely it's just a different animal there but um he definitely it's it, like I don't I mean it's the age of information you yeah. can definitely pull it up and just yeah. do, I mean do yourself a favor and Absolutely. just listen you definitely should yeah I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna encapsulate all of it and um having watched it not that long ago I I couldn't exactly tell you what what he said but um yeah it was it was really powerful and 
I was really glad to have watched it. And, uh, I mean, Killer Mike's not the uh, authority on on all the racial issues that are going on right now either. It's just cool, um, you know, to see somebody you've heard of and somebody you know and somebody whose product you enjoy, um, you know, speak out about it. And, uh, you know, you kind, of, you kind of alluded to it earlier on social media about the NFL as well. And I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like we're getting somewhere. I... I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and um, and one of the statements I said, so I, 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 it was probably later in the day. It was a long day of just kind of like, I call what I'm doing lately battling, but you know yeah. what I mean? It just kind of feels worth it. Right. And um, I said those same things. I'm like, I honestly think that this is the time. Yeah. Like, I think we we have enough people's ears, enough yeah. people were paying attention. Yeah. And the key is just to keep the momentum and not let off not the throttle, you exactly. know. And so, alluding to that post from a little earlier with the NFL, I think you can very easily be appeased by the apologies and that we were wrongs, but I think it requires a little bit more attention than just that. You know what I mean? Like we, like you need action measures taken to really take that full step forward. Otherwise, it's very easy to find yourself five steps back again and kind of yep. reliving this over and over again five, ten years from now. And it's, I think like, I think we as a nation, we as a people have gotten to a point where I guess in the 60s and Martin Luther King and some of the other civil rights leaders, they went through this and now we're kind of revisiting it yep. not even 60, not even really 60 years later. Right. And so we've gotten to a point where we don't have we don't want to have to do it again. Let's just get it right this time. Exactly. You know, and right like just kind of listen to the people <clears throat> who are pouring their hearts out, who are in pain. Listen to them, understand where they're coming from, and then let's just build on that. Because everybody's, I mean, everybody has an idea on what's right and what's wrong. But you, I mean, you can never really understand somebody's pain unless you can feel it. No, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You you'll never I I yeah. <laughs> we can we can go down that mm-hmm. road all day long. Uh, I I perfectly okay with acknowledging that I'll never um understand where, you know, a person of color is coming from. But I acknowledge the idea of white privilege. I just like I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. And I'm willing to lay that down and just say, I just don't know what it's like. I just don't know what it's like. And that's the hard sentiment, right? I think people feel bad for not knowing. And that's the thing. But it's not something you feel bad about, really. It's it's an honest admission, really. Like, you should know. I mean, what? Like, do you really want to know? Yeah. Like, what? Like... Who want like I don't want to know right. what it's like to feel this way. You no. know what I mean? And I'm sure that my grandmother and my grandfather right. and their ancestors before them they didn't when you like they didn't ask for any of this. Nobody no. wants to know. No, no, no. And so the beauty in it now is you don't know. You're aware. You recognize like like you said the privilege. And we have so many people who want to reverse that course and who want to do something. So now they're using it. To, to make the world better. It's not just, I don't even feel like it's like, oh, well, just let me say this because I can. Like, I genuinely feel like people are coming from a place where 
they want the world to be better. They want yeah. the world to heal. You know what I mean? And they just want everyone to be seen as a whole. And it's, I mean, I make this sound so simple right. by putting it that way. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's really not that easy. And it's it gonna could take, be. It could be. It's going to take a lot of work. But that's what we're here for. I mean, like, Time is time is pressure for the for most of us. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like I I can honestly admit I'm probably I I know I got I probably have a lot less life left than I have you know what I mean than I had before. Yeah, which is which is cool. So now with it, I just want to try to I'm just want to do my part. Just That's make it kind of how I feel. Like yeah, yeah I just want to the more people that I can kind <clears> of <throat> wake up or kind of change their mind change their views and make them see a yep. different aspect in, or a different you know what I mean plane and view this from a different angle Yeah. you know if I can do if I can just get one person to kind of reverse course from what they thought they knew I was successful for the day you know <clears throat> like part of it for me right is is you and I sitting here having this conversation right now right so like social media social media has has given me a lot of memes and things to look at like that kind of like put things in perspective sometimes I mean most of it's trash um but some things I've seen I'm like okay cool like that that helps me to understand where a black person might be coming from in a you know in a whatever X situation whatever um but the conversation that you and I are having sitting here right now is what makes this sort of shit like this <sighs> systemic racism just go away. People are like the reason that this exists, I have to assume, is because of ignorance, I would guess. I don't know. What do you think? It is it's a compound issue. I, I posted something um, earlier that said that, like, I don't even think we're ready to tackle everything else right now. And right. So the systemic racism, racism and injustice is what's at the forefront right now. So we tackle that. And I have, I mean, I slightly agree with some of what you said. The ability to just sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one right. is key. Yeah. That's where you really start to break ground. But... The real change, the problem with this is the real change, and this is why all of us being, you know what I mean, united on the front, I think, is key, is because the real change comes from way above where we are right now. Right. Like, me as a black man, honestly, I don't have power to do anything by myself. Right. You know what I mean? My voice is needed. Right. And, we, and, and, and so our collective voices, that's that's more powerful than, than any one. But... What really gives, what really has gotten light to this now is it's not just black people out in the streets protesting. Now it's a unified front. Exactly. Everybody's out there, and, yep. and, and a lot of us want the same thing. And we, you have a lot of people who are trying to take away, I mean, detractors, people who kind of try to take focus and put it on something that it's not. Right. When the overall message is just, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. equity, equity, justice, exactly. yeah equality that's all we really want like nobody cares like you can try to put as much shine as much light on protesting and looters as you want right. but that's not the big picture right. you know like if a lot of these you have to always take yourself a step back and think man if they weren't experiencing this 
none of that stuff would be happening in the first place. Yep, we're not true. even talking about yep, it. Yep, exactly. You know? So if we can get to the root cause, there'd be no room to talk about all the other stuff. Right. You know, so let's just hear and do that. I don't know. As much controversy as there is um, with, like, you know, violent protests and, and looting and stuff like that, like, would uh, would we still... Like, would the spotlight still be there without something like that? As negative as it is... The protests have to be... The protest Without the protests, they, I mean, we're still in... A, we, a lot of people are at home behind their keyboards, yeah. mad and angry, yeah. asking for justice. Right. So the protest was necessary. And, yeah. I mean, if you look, it has, it has, it has garnered some change. I mean, the NFL doesn't do that without the protests. They don't right. make that... You know what I mean? That mission without the protest. Um, Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's does not issue the statements that they have, or they don't go as hard as they have been without these protests, without, you know what I mean? Without people being stuck in their convictions and taking it to the max. A lot of this stuff doesn't happen. So it is, so a part of it is necessary. The looting is a, is a is a byproduct. It's, exactly. it's a saying I, like I put out there one time. I told somebody you have to start thinking about the looting. Like we go to war very often. We go over to the Middle East yep. and we bomb these we bomb these little villages, these towns, these countries. Right. And somewhere in there, somebody's somebody's village or home yeah. market collateral damage uh, yeah. whatever is destroyed and that's collateral damage that's part of what the looting right. is and so yeah. it's I mean it's a necessary evil it yep. sounds bad but it is no, you're right. and you can't really I, I think you're doing a disservice to the overall message if by f- by shining just to focus on the looting if you don't do that when we're at war. Nobody's on, nobody goes on TV and says, oh my God, what about the people who died, you know what I mean, in, in, in the village three miles away? Right. Like, nobody ever no, cares. No, exactly. It's the same thing, yeah. just not as brutal. No, it's, it's. I mean, it's just like everything in the media, it's just whatever way you want to spin it. Spin it, it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, these people get paid to, and this is a theme that is going for three, four, five weeks now, like, these people, their jobs is to get Changing views narratives. and ratings and whatever. Changing narrative. Exactly. And they'll do whatever it is that, you know, makes somebody watch or listen or click or read or whatever. 